Good morning, everyone. My name is JB with NBW Ministries, proclaiming the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message from my humble studio beneath the sky nestled here in the tall timbers of Colorado. A crisp, cool morning here at Elevation. I actually had to put my sweatshirt on. Um, it's uh, getting to be that time of year where we just really have beautiful weather uh, before the snow uh, kind of starts to fall, and then we uh, have to bring out the snow plows and the snow shovels. But uh, it is Wednesday, September the 13th, 2023. Wednesday, you know what that means. It's time for our good friend Randy, who's going to give us an update on world events and give us some insights and some commentary and thoughts. And uh, of course, I'll chime in uh, as well. But uh, before we bring Randy on, let me mention a couple of um, uh, notes here from NBW Ministries. Uh, uh, we want to encourage you to check out spiritofthefalseprophet.org. Uh, those books, uh, we should have the inventory hopefully later this week, and then we will start shipping out all of the pre-orders, those orders that came in first will be the first ones to ship out, but we should have them all shipped out uh, in a few days. And so uh, appreciate your encouragement about that. You can check out the trailer video, a one-minute video that kind of uh, promotes uh, the content of the book. That's at notbyworks.org if you scroll through the highlight carousel. And we've had the privilege of doing several interviews lately. Some of those have already aired. Some of those will be airing uh, over the next uh, couple of weeks. But uh, uh, God is good. You know, the message is getting out. Um we're getting positive feedback among those who have uh, had advanced uh, copies digitally to to look at for interviews, uh, uh, folks like Jan Markell, Prophecy Watchers, uh, a few others. And so uh, pray that those videos, uh, that those interviews uh, uh, yield great uh, results from people uh, really waking up to the reality of the rising global technocracy. And that's really what the book is all about. So uh, more to say about that in the coming weeks. Uh, if you haven't uh, gotten your copy yet or ordered your copy, go ahead and check out spiritofthefalseprophet.org. Uh, had a great meeting Monday night with uh, the folks there at TPUSA Faith, the Castle Rock chapter. We talked about borders, the Bible, and believers. And uh, if you've not yet watched that video, you can check that out at notbyworks.org or our Rumble channel. Uh, we did have a glitch with the live stream. Uh, strangely enough, you know, we finally got the audio all figured out, and it's been working beautifully the last few weeks uh, for our live stream. But for some reason, there was a glitch with the slides. And so for the entire live stream, it was kind of stuck on one slide. You could hear and see me, but you couldn't uh, see the slides. And so we uh, we for corrected that for the for the video. So you can if you if you watched the live stream and you were unable to see the slides, uh, you can go to our Rumble channel or video page at notbyworks.org, and it's all uh, fixed up. So you can go back and watch that again. And of course, as always, the audio podcast is available for everything we do by video. So if you prefer uh, to listen to the audio version, maybe as you're driving or working, that's out there as well. Also. Uh, uh, on Monday, I was uh, privileged to be on uh, David Fiorazzo's new program, Worldview Matters. It was the inaugural uh, episode of that program. He has some other great guests on this week, but um, we talked uh, Monday. That's a video podcast as well, or you can, again, watch uh, listen to the audio only. Uh, tomorrow, we've got Shane back on for a technology update, and so that'll post by midday tomorrow. If you're on the East Coast, it might be a little bit afternoon. But uh, anyway, looking forward to uh, talking with him. Uh, so be sure to check out notbyworks.org. Lots of great new material out there. Had a great message uh, Sunday at Plum Creek. 
again, a great crowd. And we talked about repentance and appreciate those of you that have reached out to uh, kind of express your encouragement that it was uh, very clear and hopefully uh, kind of answered a lot of questions about what does it mean to repent of sins. And so that video is available uh, from Sunday as well. We're headed to Fort Collins this weekend. If you don't have your tickets yet, I, I think there's still some available for the conference there in uh, Fort Collins. I'll be with uh, Bill Salas, Dr. Randall Price, a few other uh, great uh, prophecy uh, colleagues and speakers. And so I'll be speaking three times at the conference. It's Saturday and Sunday, September 16th and 17th. Uh, it will not be live streamed, but I understand they will make the videos available after the fact. And we're going to make our the videos of my messages available uh, at the Not By Works website and podcast channel. So you can be watching for that. Um, I'll try to post mine as soon as each of my messages uh, is complete. Uh, but pray for us as we head out there. Looking forward to a great time together. It's a new conference we've never spoken at before. Looking forward to meeting some new folks. Uh, and of course, it's just right up the road from us. Anytime you can hop in the car and be there in three hours, that's my kind of conference. I don't have to go cross country. Don't have to uh, stop on the way or get into a, get get in an airplane. So, well, before we bring Randy on, I want to turn your attention to a quick passage that. Uh, came to my mind uh, today. Uh, uh, a friend of mine uh, lost his brother, and he had emailed me that his brother had passed away, and, uh, and I, this first came to my mind. I thought I would share it with our listeners today. From the book of Isaiah, Isaiah, of course, uh, the prophet that uh, uh, 700 years before Christ is talking about the coming first advent and second advents of Christ, that time when Christ will come first as a suffering servant and uh, innocent lamb who's born of a virgin uh, and then uh, dies on the cross for our sins and becomes the uh, the one who was wounded for our transgressions, as he talks about there in Isaiah 53. But then at the end of Isaiah, he, of course, and really throughout, he talks about a glimpse of the future when, when Christ will reign and rule and make all things new. And that's uh, the case with this uh, passage in Isaiah chapter 26, where it begins, in that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. And then he proceeds to give a beautiful psalm in the midst of this prophetic book of Isaiah. And uh, in that day is referring to the millennium, the coming reign of Christ on the present earth. If you go back to the previous chapter, you know, since he says in that day, you could look at the context and he's talking about that wonderful day when um, the city of Jerusalem will no longer be uh, a place of foreigners, and uh, it will be a refuge permanently forever and ever, and uh, it will be a, a place where you know, God reigns and he swallows up death uh, forever and uh, you know so forth and so on. And so in the chapter 26, he says, in that day, what will it be like? Well, he says, this is what we will sing, this new song. We have a strong city, and God will appoint salvation for walls and bulwarks, deliverance there. The city will be safe by its walls and bulwarks. Open the gates that the righteous nation, which keeps the truth, may enter in. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. And, uh, you know, it's it's a great passage that's, of course, talking about a future time, but it's a principle that is true for all believers of all ages. And that is, if we keep our mind set on the Lord, even in the midst of difficult times, which certainly Isaiah was writing at a time when the people of Israel were being carried off into exile in Assyria and things did not uh, look well. Uh, but uh, if we keep our mind on the Lord, it, it gives us perspective and it keeps us at a peace. 
And, you know, Psalm uh, 112 uh, is an anonymous psalm that kind of speaks of some of these same uh, principles and, and themes that, that Isaiah was uh, talking about. And it says, a good man deals graciously and lends and so forth. And it comes down in, uh, in Psalm 112, verse 7, he will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. He's, his heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. And so both the psalmist here and Isaiah are talking about how by trusting in the Lord and keeping our mind fixed on him, we don't have to fear in the midst of evil tidings. Um, so I hope that describes you, <laughs> because as we talk about how things are rapidly unraveling, and as I uh, discuss in the new book, uh, this this rapidly changing technology that is kind of tightening its noose around the world as a whole to create this prison planet and this you know, complete uh, full spectrum global control grid. Uh, it certainly, you know, might cause you to, to to wonder what's going on. But if we know the Lord, if we're a good man in the sense of being positionally righteous before God through Christ, we don't ever have to fear. And so we, I hope your heart is steadfast and trusting the Lord. If it is, I know, as Isaiah said, God will keep you in perfect peace. And, um, you know, Randy, nothing personal that, you know, when I have to kind of prepare people to to not be afraid before bringing you on. But, you know, come on, you always uh, tend to focus on how uh, the world is falling apart. And I thought maybe we better give them a little bit of hope uh, here at the outset. Welcome back to the program, Randy. Thank you, sir. You know, <clears throat> what we should do is probably save that till the end <laughs> to kind of bring him down off the ledge because it gets worse every week. And as I watch everything unfold, it's just like scripture is unfolding. A lot of people are getting it, but yet there's still 90% of the population has no clue. Mm. But let's just start off with the really good stuff today that happened in the last day. Uh, the IRS announced that your income tax return is now being audited by artificial intelligence. It will see if there are discrepancies, see if there are any problems, and if there is, it will kick it out to an agent so they can come have a little personal visit with you. Now, they hired a bunch of agents. We don't know how many. We know how much money they got for it. But anyway, so be very careful when you are filling out your returns from now on, because first thing, it's going to go through FedNow, then it's going to go to AI, then it will go to the actual IRS agent. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, yesterday, France banned the iPhone 12 said it was putting off too much um, radiation. And it was interesting because the iPhone 15, I believe, was introduced yesterday also. Now, if you're like me, I just as soon go back to the old dial phones, but I don't think that's possible anymore. Mexico yesterday uh, had a large display of aliens that they have found. There are thousands of aliens they have found, and they basically put a bunch of them on display for the public and the world to look at so that they can be right up front and honest with their people. Now, I would like to pass that part on to the U.S. government. Maybe they could go ahead and be just a little bit um, more upfront with what's going on there. Um, Kim Jong-un from our North Korean friends basically took a train ride to meet Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un has sworn allegiance to him and agrees with everything he's doing, has offered to build missiles and drones for him, and also offered 500,000 troops. Mm. Now, I don't know if that's concerning to anybody, 
But another 500,000 troops going into Russia signifies that we're not over. Ukraine may be over, but this war is not over. All right. With Kim Jong-un being there offering all of this, he's now on his way back. But we also need to be very aware he's ready for a fight. He wants a fight. And one's coming. There is no doubt about it. Do you, get, China- do you get the sense, uh, Randy, that, you know, it seems like all of these things are sort of disconnected yet, you know, we know because we know about the Luciferian conspiracy and we know that, you know, they're pulling the strings ultimately and kind of orchestrating things. But it seems like all these things are disconnected, like that the North Korea is doing certain things, China is doing certain things, Russia is doing certain things, Iran is out there, you know, getting ready. Um it seems like it's kind of a powder keg. Like all it's going to take is one strange occurrence, some unfreezing event, and all of a sudden it's going to be like a bunch of dominoes. All, all the bullets are going to start flying. Is is that kind of uh, Definitely. That possible? Yes. Well, I got to tell you what, when you start looking at the players involved, we've been adversaries with them for years. And there was an attack in Crimea last night on the uh, Black Sea fleet of the Russian Navy took out a nuclear submarine and a um, amphibious assault ship. And it was by uh, evidently British drones and British cruise missiles. Now, I don't know what Putin's waiting for, but I think he's to the end of his rope. He's got an election coming up. He has his people in the homeland really starting to raise a row over it to the point where Kaliningrad now is trying to decide if they want to remain Russian or if they want to secede, uh, there's no way they can succeed on their own because they they have no resources. But they want out of the Russian sphere of influence, and I don't blame them. So that could be coming. So that's another problem in his little basket. So he's got more than he probably knows what to deal with. So that's why I think war is probably more imminent than it's yeah. been. And, you know, speaking of election, we've got an election coming up. And uh I tell you what, it is. Uh, it's. I had someone ask me Monday night after the the uh, conference, uh, at, at the TPUSA event. They didn't want it to be on air, but they came up afterwards and basically said, "Look, what's going on with Trump?" And you know, I don't know. I I, I can't figure it out. I, I mean, I've been tracking this guy since back in 2016, uh, and of course, for Volume Two, I did a, a real extensive research and study and have a section in there about how he fits into the big picture. But as far as what they're doing with him now, all I can tell you with absolute certainty is that he is a pawn like all of them. He's not uh, a rogue element. He is a pawn in the game. And and they're somehow using him just like they used him for the control of Irish scamdemic and Operation Warp Speed. They're using him in some way to, to kind of set the stage for whatever they've got planned for 2024. But um, I, I'm sure he, he's on your list, or at least the whole coming election and Biden and some of the things with the impeachment are on your list, so I won't jump the gun there. But uh, lots going on in terms of the political realm, and it's only going to heat up the closer we get uh, to 2024, assuming the Lord doesn't come back before then. And then it, it it will probably still heat up, but we won't care because we won't be here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, you have to look at Biden, okay? He goes to the G20 summit. He's there to kind of work against China's influence, but the entire time he's there, he's complimenting China. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like the lights on, nobody's home. 
So, you know, then he stops over in Alaska for the 9-11 celebration. Nobody said anything about that. But you have to wonder, okay, the articles of impeachment are being are introduced and basically they're looking into them right now. We know all of the problems he's having, his son is having. It looks like the sharks are circling. So what does he do? Does he resign and then have Kamala Harris pardon him for everything? Uh, does he pardon his son for everything before he leaves? Or is he going to go ahead and be impeached? Yeah, now, you can I, take your take your pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can give you my you know studied opinion, and it's just that who knows? It's it I could absolutely be wrong, but I don't think we're going to see him pardon Hunter. Certainly not before the election, because that would conventionally speaking, uh, that would kind of be his undoing. Now, remember, in my view, this is all good theater. This is not legitimate real elections, and so all of the posturing that they're doing and who's going to run against who and the debates and is he up in the polls or down in the polls, all of that is theater. It's like you're watching a Hollywood production, but it is fun, and it is interesting to speculate on things from the official narrative uh, viewpoint. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think he'll he'll pardon Biden. I just I, I don't see I mean, pardon Hunter. I don't think that'll that'll happen. Um, I do find it interesting, though, that there seems to be several avenues of getting rid of him now. Um, yes. In addition to obviously, if they choose not to select him as the new president, um, and for those of you that aren't awake to uh, the way the world really works, by that I mean if he were to lose the election. But remember, it's not a real vote; it's a selection. Uh, but if they choose not to put him in, well, that's one way. Um, but uh, if we don't have an election in 2024, if things somehow fall apart and we have some sort of end of the world as we know it type scenario, uh, then it is going to be important to who's in there now. Um, and so that that's what I'm kind of keeping an eye on. Is are they posturing not in light of 24? They may already know that we're not going to need an election in 24. So they're trying to kind of put the, the pawns in place uh, ahead of time. Uh, it's just it's just really bizarre uh, to to see what's uh, happening on a conventional level. It is um, it seems so hypocritical to me that you know you would arrest your political opponent Trump, which you know he's committed so many crimes through the years. Trump has that they could have arrested him for any number of things over the last three decades. I mean, you don't make billions of dollars in the porn and gambling industry without burying a few bodies along the way. Uh, so it's all political. So now they just because he correctly, in my opinion, pointed out that the election was rigged in, in 2020, like it's rigged every year, uh, they're now arresting him. And yet we've got, from a conventional standpoint, far more evidence, empirical evidence of fel felonious behavior from Biden and his regime. And yet no charges are filed. Same thing with the Clintons and the Obamas and all of that. So it's all selective prosecution political prosecution um but when if they're ready to to set him aside and that may be what we're what we're witnessing there's no shortage of material out there that they could use to to bring him down well that's that's for sure i mean biden you know he falls asleep during the meetings he tells the g20 that it's time for him to go to bed uh Oh, and then don't don't you know, forget you have the press conference where I think this was a first. I mean, there have been some bizarre press conferences with Biden, but I think this was the first time 
that his handler literally interrupts him mid-sentence as he's answering a question and says, well, that'll be all, folks. <laughs> let's, yes. let's go. I mean, well, in what world does that happen? Here's the president of the United States, the leader of the free world, answering a question at a press conference and some two-bit you know, press agent interrupts him and says, we're done. I mean, that this is just, it's just, if it weren't so serious, it would be laughable. Well, then he's giving the uh, Medal of Honor to a veteran, and he just walks off the stage. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, this guy is a liability. He cannot be in place if the Democrats want to win or have a chance in 2024, even if it's a selection, and I agree with you it is, if he were to win, everybody would know that it's the, the fix was in. Yeah, exactly. So they got to get rid of him somehow. Yeah, you, at some point it becomes implausible, you know. Um, and so, you know, I think they, they can't have him even in the mix if if they're planning to to have him in office. But remember, they love to put Republicans in when there's going to be wartime or times when they need military action. Um, and because there are more peaceniks on the left than there are on the right. But um, so I don't know, that's kind of what I'm watching for. We've, you and I've talked about for a long time. And, and so has Leo Homan and others that we're headed towards some type of global conflagration. And, you know, to me, putting a Republican in office would just indicate that that's uh, kind of what they what they want. That's what they were doing with HW in the first Gulf War. That's what they did with W uh, with 9-11 and the ensuing, uh, you know, wars there against people who had nothing to do with 9-11. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's, who knows? It's, it's just, it, to me, it's fun. It's like watching a, a good mystery movie and you just can't quite figure it out. And uh, you're waiting for some new plot twist that, that makes you go, Oh, okay. I see now why they're doing this. Well, maybe Hurricane Lee is going to take care of that for us. It's going to veer a little to the west, flood D.C., get rid of all the rats, four-legged and two-legged there, and we're going to have some new choices. But if you get rid of Biden, you got to get rid of Harris because yeah. you talk about two peas in the pod. I mean, if a crisis develops, they're going to talk about little, you know, yellow school buses, and that's as far as you're going to get before ice cream time. So <laughs> we got to get somebody else in there. It's just that plan. All right. Moving on to Hurricane Lee. Everybody watch it very carefully because if it veers to the west, it could hit New York City, could hit Philadelphia, could hit Boston, and that will be the cataclysm we're looking for that will bring us to our knees. Yeah, at now, this point, they're saying, sorry to interrupt again, but um, I, I wanted to mention this about the hurricanes. Of course, at this point, they're saying conventionally it will, it will steer out to sea. But uh, I had someone email me recently that said they, I'm paraphrasing, but they said, hey, I loved your book. They were reading uh, volume one, I think it was, of Spirit of the Antichrist. Hey, I loved your book. But I got to the point where you talked about how they can steer hurricanes. And he said it was so absurd that it made me not even want to read the rest of the book. How can you make such an absurd suggestion? And so I don't usually respond uh, lately because I've just been literally inundated with emails, but I decided to respond to this one. And I was very gracious, but I said, look, 
the evidence is overwhelming. It's out there for anyone to know. They're not even denying it anymore. Some countries even have weather modification offices where they are on the official payroll and they talk about how they can do this kind of thing. But there have been patents out there. There have been studies that have been done. It's it's no longer a fact and dispute that hurricanes can be generated and steered if they want to uh, using geoengineering uh, technology. So uh, I told the guy that wrote the email, I said, I, you know, I, I would look in my bibliography, look at some of the sources that I cite there, uh, do your own research. Uh, of course, there's always a chance that I could be wrong, but the, the evidence is pretty overwhelming in this uh, case. And so uh, whenever you've got a powerful hurricane like that and all the weather channels are talking about this is unprecedented, well, it's unprecedented because they're making it unprecedented and they're feeding it and fueling it. And uh, so uh, anyway, yeah, I I don't know that lee is going to be uh necessarily that that threat but in a moment's notice they could steer that thing west and man it would be devastating well, I, I always remember katrina because yeah. when it went underneath or went to the south of florida it was just a tropical depression and it turned into a hurricane that was unbelievable so i never trust these things because the science that we have to predict them is kind of like going to the casino. Yeah. It should be this, it might be this, and here it is. Oh, we didn't see that coming. So just watch it because Colorado State University says there will be 16 storms this year. This is number six. We have 10 to go. We have months to go. Brace up for what's going to be coming. Um, China. China is going to drag the world down with itself, I do believe. They are in more of a financial straits and trouble than anybody knew. There are no exports. There are no, no imports coming in. And yesterday, they uh, canceled a $43.4 billion chip work. Now, they're making all kinds of excuses, but let's face it. They can't afford it. They want to stay at the top of the technology pyramid with us. And I got to tell you what, they're going to fall behind and things are ramping up. They have moved their tanks and other heavy equipment to the border of their country right across from Taiwan. They, for a lot of the last three months, they've been having three or four aircraft, a couple of ships circling Taiwan. Day before yesterday, there were 61 aircraft, nine ships. Hmm. Now, to increase aircraft that much going around Taiwan, what's up? Something is up. We know it because... The Chinese, the Russians, and the Saudis signed a secret agreement at the end of last week. They are basically um, starting a group that will be, um, it's going to be associated with OPEC, but it's going to be different because those three countries want to control the oil, the pricing, who gets it, who does not get it. And um, when you've got the economies of those three countries, you have the population, you have the financial strength, um, gas is going up. The Saudis and the Russians have decreased production another million barrels a day. Mm. Our friend, Mr. Biden, canceled the last seven leases of the land in the Arctic and in Alaska that could be explored. Did it the same day that they're announcing cuts. So what is his goal? He's not helping anything. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve has no more oil. He can really pull out of it for pricing. And then he cancels Alaska. 
it's like he is, it's like he's on his way out. He knows he's on his way out and he wants to do all the damage he can. And he is succeeding in it. Now, one good point for you investors, the BRICS coins are now available. A $1 BRICS coin will cost you $55 US. And supposedly you can buy them. I don't know for sure where, but they are live and they are available. So if you want to put your, uh, uh, it's probably not legal. But anyway, I just wanted to put it in there that it is up and running. All right. Back to the Chinese. They have new military installations in Cuba, Venezuela, Sri Lanka, Vanuatu, Pakistan. And they are, uh, they're building bases faster than the United States is. The Chinese housing market is collapsing. Um, they don't have rentals being filled because people cannot afford it. 51% of the population under 25 is unemployed. They can't, their, their country is going to collapse under its own weight. Mm. Not going to be able to feed their people. They're not going to be able to, well, they're not even paying pensions to the old folks. Mm. So, you know, they're in trouble. With trouble like that comes the recessions, the depressions. And with a country like China, their way out will probably be war. They're looking at that very intently. They, uh, the uh, North Koreans and Russia are discussing it all of the time. Sooner or later, war is going to break out. You take your pick which one it is, or is it going to be Iran? I mean, the four of them work together. They have basically pledged allegiance to each other, and it's not going to be very long at all. Um, you know, it's bad when Vanguard and BlackRock pull out of a country, but they have basically pulled their investments out of China, and things are going to be happening, none of them good. Germany is going down slowly. Their economy is a wreck, and they're going to be going the same way the United States, China, everybody else is good. So uh, if, you, if you're getting your stuff from Walmart, get it now, because 92% of their products are from China. Now, one good thing Bill Gates come out with last week, we have our plant-based meats, he is now making artificial fruit, and that should be out in the next few months. So you're going to have plant-based meat, artificial fruit. So the bugs will be next. You know, do we want crickets? We want cockroaches. You know, you want them chocolate covered? What do you want them? Because it's coming. You can yep. tell. Uh, I'm waiting for plant-based fruit. Oh, wait a minute. It's already plant-based. <laughs> well, but it's it's artificial. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's, I it's know. basically vegetable oil and whatever it is. And it's like, you know, it is a plant. Fruit is a plant. So what did he do to it? But I, I mean, we, we, we have artificial meat, artificial plants, artificial intelligence, artificial presidents. I mean, where does it stop? Well, you know, we were talking about Trump. There are I listen to him once in a while, about as much as I can stomach. You know, there are days he is lucid and he makes sense. There are other days it sounds to me like he needs a 72-hour eval. So, I mean, is that really what the Republicans are going to come with for an election? And if they do, what do the Democrats have? I mean, basically yeah. nothing. I mean, yeah, Trump, it would be, in my opinion, based on the, the populist you know, support, uh, which what does that say about the populace? But anyway, uh, I think he would win in a landslide in any type of li literal, you know, official, you know, uh, election that is legit and not rigged. Um, 
People need somebody to believe in. They need a hero. And it's sad that in a country as great as America, you know, the best we can offer is a lifetime politician and criminal uh, who's involved in all sorts of CD stuff in Biden, as well as a lifetime, you know, uh, criminal in Trump. Let's let's face it. And, you know, if you don't know that, then look it up. Do the research. Don't just believe what you hear from the mainstream media. Uh, you know, go back and research Trump. I mean, he's got a long, sordid history in Las Vegas and New York and, 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 and New Jersey and uh, places. And, uh, you know, the guy's been involved in some pretty horrific stuff. And, you know, uh, that's the best we can offer. There's not any more upstanding statesman-like moral people, men and women in this country that could be, that could represent our country. It's just, it's all, it's, it's sad. And so, but yeah, I mean, just conventionally speaking, uh, all of these arrests and charges that are filed against him and the trials that he's going to go through, all of that is only emboldening people's support uh, for him in the same way, by the way, that it did Bill Clinton. I mean, who would have thought that a guy can be caught, you know, engaging in sexual activity in the Oval Office with one of his young interns and yet win re-election? I mean, who would have thought, right? I mean, that that just tells you a sign of the times. Uh, there was a time when that kind of mu much less significant missteps and behavioral issues were the undoing of candidates. And now, I mean, there, there's nothing that will persuade people that are supporting trump that that he's uh you know that, that he's not shouldn't be supported so i don't know it's it's second uh, timothy 313 evil men and imposters are getting worse and worse but i think let me let me put it this way <laughs> if the powers that be the luciferians do not want trump in and they're trying to kind of get rid of him with all of these targeted you know trials um it's backfiring because their their people are not buying it and they're jumping on the bandwagon even more. Um, if they're intentionally propping him up because they have plans for him in 2024, which I could see that honestly, that that's kind of makes some sense to me. Then, uh, well, then maybe that's why they're doing all this. But uh, uh, who knows? It's it's all it's just a crazy world. Trump and Biden. That, that's our that's the best we can do. There you go. You, you've you've got the diaper changer, ice cream eating, versus one more Big Mac, and he's going to have a heart attack. I mean, <laughs> what, what kind of a selection out of 324 million people do we have? Yeah. But here's the concerning stuff. The first one is meant kind of humorously. McDonald's is no longer going to have self-service sodas. Mm. Now on, the one you get is the one you get because costing too much. It's unhealthy. Uh, it's causing problems with theft. I don't know how. If somebody's refilling their glass and they shouldn't, but, you know, take it for what it's worth. But Sweden is starting next month. You're going to need a phone with a camera and an F NFC chip to activate the digital ID, which is going to be needed for you to bank. Mm. So next month, it's here. Um I don't know if anybody pays attention to the news, but Colorado or Colorado State, one of the two, they have a professor that has a dye which can be placed or a tattoo is what he's calling it. Basically, you can put it anywhere in the body. It can be turned off and on. So if they use white light or regular light, it is invisible. 
if they use some kind of a UV light, it turns it on. Now, if that doesn't go right into the 666 into the world thing, I don't know what does. Yeah, it was it was CU. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Carson Bruns. uh, Unbelievable. Uh, In fact, I think he's got a huge patent out that's going to make him because of that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this thing just unfolds. It's it's hidden in the corner, but it's in plain sight. Mm. It keeps unfolding. And if you if you're not seeing this stuff, um, I don't know what to tell you. Because you should be able to see all of it unfold. All right. The JFK assassination. I don't know if anybody's been following this, but Paul Landis, one of the Secret Service agents that was on the vehicle behind the Kennedy automobile, standing there watching guard, whatever he was doing. After the shooting, he went up to the limo where Kennedy was shot. The magic bullet that we have all heard about for the last, what, 50, 60 years were found on the cot with JFK's body. Basically, he says now, oh, well, I picked that up. I pulled that out of the seat right in front of Kennedy. In other words, Kennedy was shot with it, but it didn't have enough power and it stuck in the seat. Now, if that's correct, who shot Connolly? Right. Because that bought that. Bullet right there is supposed to take him too. Yeah, this ought to be bombshell news. By the way, I talk about Kennedy a little bit in the new book. I in an illustration of different uh, vice presidents and and so forth. I bring up the whole Kennedy thing, but um, but yeah, I mean th- this ought to be bombshell news, and in some circles it is. But it it all but proves there were multiple shooters. It completely dismantles the uh, you know the Warren Commission. Now the Warren Commission has been discredited all along. That's that's. You know, there's so many. You know, there, 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 there are more holes in the the uh, Warren Commission report than there are in a mafia snitch, if you know what I mean. But uh, I mean, it's uh, this this news alone really is is uh, should should kind of prove the point that there was not one lone gunman. And so, but of course, it's met with a collective lawn by the controlled state-run media. Um, but uh, those of us that have been studying the uh, Kennedy assassination for many years, I've got a whole one whole shelf in my bookshelf uh, dedicated to books by books on that subject. Fascinating because it's kind of right up there with one of the major lies that this government has has told us. Um, but yeah, I, I saw that and I thought, wow, you know, and uh, who knows if anything will come of it? Probably not. But. Well, but how can it be? This guy's 88 years old. The last 60 years since the shooting, it didn't cross his mind. It was important. Oh, no. They, I mean, all of a sudden, he brings it out. Oh, no. They've been. I've ta- I actually know people who have talked to people who have evidence tucked away in their basement uh, that were, you know, firsthand knowledge involved in the investigation. And they shut you up. They com- They keep you. Uh, from speaking that that's the reason we had uh, what was the guy oh i'm having a brain freeze at the moment uh, that uh, on his deathbed he had the uh, the deathbed confession uh, and this guy's 88 so he he knows his time is short they, you get to the point where their their threats and their control mechanisms really don't matter to you much anymore so you finally come out and tell the truth and that's what that's what i think is going on here i could be wrong but that's my take on it so yeah the, it's not that he just didn't think it was important. He just was kept from telling uh, the truth. And that's a lot easier to do uh, than people think. You can get people to to shut up if you need them to. 
Well, it's interesting because I think three weeks ago, I brought up the point that the Nix family has a film that's been hidden of the day of the assassination that supposedly shows gunfire coming from the grassy knoll behind the fence. So you've got that. You've got this. Um, and the thing is, this gentleman, being a Secret Service agent and a witness, was never spoken to by the Warren Commission. They conveniently never talked to him. Yeah. Now, I mean, I understand, you know, the narrative and what we're supposed to believe in everything, but our government must truly think we are stupid. Yeah, E. Howard Hunt was the guy that I was thinking of. Uh, and, you know, his son is is going around now and, and, and is a great guy, does a lot of lecturing and, and so forth. Um, but um, uh, uh, anyway, yeah, it, you know, yeah, it's, it's like the Warren Commission not interviewing that guy is like the 9-11 Commission not ever mentioning one page in the thousands of pages building seven. You know, building seven of the World Trade Center complex would have been the tallest high rise building in over 30 states. That's how tall it was. Huge building completely collapses at free fall speed into its own footprint at about 5.30 in the afternoon, hours after any planes were hit, and no plane hit it. It had no, no plane ever hit that building, and yet it imploded into its own footprint. That's pretty significant, <laughs> very significant, and yet there's not one mention of it in the 9-11 Commission report. So, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all smoke and mirrors, to be sure. Definitely. And now Biden instead of building the border wall, he's taking all the components that are left over and he's selling them. Who is he selling them to for crying out loud? Who wants them? But I mean, finish the wall. We have a problem there that needs to be taken care of. Now, our US debt hit 33 trillion, so up a trillion from six weeks ago. And the thing I want to talk about this morning for just a little bit is the Maui fire. This thing is beginning to bother me more and more all the time. Now, we've talked about no 911, no, nobody being given notice, uh, communications didn't work. Now I want to know, why do we have tunnels in huge rooms 300 feet underneath Maui? These tunnels lead to the sea. Now, what's going on? Nobody mentions these. They have 2,000 children, supposedly, that are still missing, along with a bunch of buses. I don't know if, like you said before, they may not have been there. They may have been there. But I did a little research. They had a fire very similar to this in West Maui five years ago. This is not the first fire they've had. And a lot of the same things happened there. No 911. Nobody was given any notice. People were trapped. But a bunch of people did not die. And, of course, now everybody's got a computer, everybody's got an iPhone, so all this information is being transmitted. But tell me, what do we need the tunnels under Maui for? I mean, they go all over. It's like Area 51, Area 52, Dulce, New Mexico. All of the rest of these places have huge tunnels that go for miles and miles and miles. You know, we know that the Chinese have a 3,000-mile corridor of tunnels. How many miles do we have, and what is taking place there? Yeah, there's, yeah, the uh, people forget about what's beneath you. We've been so focused on looking up with all the uh, paranormal activity in the skies. Uh, 
there's a whole tunnel system in this country that runs, you know, essentially coast to coast. It's big part of it in the Ozark Mountain region there near the Pensmore Mansion. Uh, there's, you know, all through Denver and the and the main the Denver Airport, the new Denver Airport. Uh, and a lot of you know whistleblowers have come out and talked about how they're all interconnected. Uh, who who knows whether that's true or not? But they definitely exist. You know, there's no question that they exist. And you're right, going down to New Mexico, going up to uh, Vegas, uh, even going up to the far to the Pacific Northwest. Um, there's some evidence uh, of that. So um, yeah, I mean, there's there's so much that is you know beyond what we can see uh, that I think plays a role in whatever they've got planned as far as their ultimate uh, takedown of America. Well, you know, it's always a conspiracy theory when you bring this stuff up. But I went back and listened. You know, conspiracy theory says that there are tunnels around DIA and that one runs from DIA to NORAD, Cheyenne Mountain. Now, I went back and listened to Obama. He said he took the train underneath in the tunnel to NORAD when he was visiting Denver. Now, conspiracy theory, excuse me, he <laughs> just admitted to it being there, right? It's a so fact. You, you know, you look at Maui, they've had previous fires. They've got this fire now where we don't know what actually started it. They debunk every theory that comes up and they stepped on their own when they said, you know, we don't think the power lines cost it. Well, I saw video immediately after the fire of power lines causing the first part of it. And now they're saying, no, they were deactivated. Well, now that would have been the perfect lie to stay with that because there was video evidence. And now they're saying, no, no, those those trip that I'm going, do they tell us the truth about anything? They don't. I mean, and and you and people are so gullible. Remember, Second Timothy 3.13 kind of has two aspects. It says evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That means deception is going to get more powerful, but it's also simultaneously going to be easier to deceive people. So that's like a the perfect storm. Uh, so, I mean, uh, people will believe anything. It's, it's, it's unreal how gullible people are. And even though so many people are waking up, uh, thanks to the 2020 election scam and the pandemic and those types of things, we still have the we still hang on to these uh, truths that are that are hard to let go of. I mean, I can remember our awakening and our meaning me and Wendy uh, when we first kind of went down this road. It took a while to chip away at some of the things that you know. Uh, you go say it ain't so, you know, say it ain't so, Joe. It can't it can't be right. Uh, but eventually, when you start following the evidence and and trying to come at it with an open mind, you go, yep, there's another lie. There's another lie. There's another lie. So. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's just uh, it's 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 troubling. And in the new book, I talk about artificial intelligence extensively. It's one of the main themes of the new book, the the rise of the global technocracy. And one of the big fears that even you know secular humanists and and atheists have uh, in in the scientific world is that AI is making it to where it, it's impossible to distinguish between fiction and reality. And and that's right up the devil's alley in terms of his game plan because it's all going to culminate after the rapture with the rise of the fake christ the anti-christ and so the ultimate sort of anti-christ is one who purports to be truth when in reality only jesus christ the son of god is the real truth and so i think we're we're in the era now 
where everything is is grayed out you know you know you know when you go to the eye doctor and you do those eye tests and they put you in front of this machine and they're flipping these knobs and and they say better now or here better here or here and when you first look at it it's all really blurry and then they 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 flip a few things and it becomes clear but then they flip a few more and it's blurry again i think we're 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 like seeing spiritually speaking knobs being turned that are making reality blurred and we we won't have a clear picture, I don't believe, until Christ Himself comes back and takes the throne. Uh, and so, folks, better be in the Word of God. They better stay focused on the truth. Remember, the Bible says we can know the certainty of the words of truth uh, by reading God's Word. Um, and uh, because it's going to be harder and harder to know what to believe. And while I'm on the subject, let me just mention: if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, boy, you better. You better get to know him now because there are going to be many false Christs that are going to arise and and permeate the landscape, and uh, it will be very easy to be led astray by an enemy Christ, and you need to believe in the Christ, the one who took your penalty on the cross, paid for your personal sin debt, defeated death, hell, and the grave when he rose again, and now he's the only hope of eternal life. He's the only one with the power to give you the gift of eternal life, so trust in him today. Yeah, definitely. You know, we have all this technology available, and Shane is very good about bringing this forward to us and telling us about it. On October 4th, every phone, every radio, everything that can broadcast is going to have an emergency action message transmitted across it at 224 Eastern Time. Um, My question is, where was that technology for Lahaina? Yeah. Yeah. We have this available for the country. Why couldn't somebody let them know? That would have been simple, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought about just switching everything off that day, unplugging it. I don't know what they're doing, but to track everything that day, there's a purpose for it. So I guess we'll have to see afterwards. But one last thing I want to bring up, Armenia, Azerbaijan, getting to be a powder keg. The Iranians are getting ready to attack or to attack um, Armenia. There's 120,000 Christians that are blocked there that are going to be annihilated. So, if you want to talk about genocide, let's talk about it there. Hmm. The Armenians, basically, Russia and Turkey have always supported them. Russia's not saying a word, but Turkey says, if you attack Armenia, we will attack you. Now, Tell me why the United States is landing troops there. Hmm. But we have American troops in Armenia now. So what's the plan? I mean, we can see the corridor for the Gog-Magog war opening up from Russia going all the way down south. They're in Georgia. They're going to go through Armenia, Azerbaijan, and there is Tehran. Now, they've activated another 600,000 Russian troops. I don't think they're all going to go to the West because I think Russia basically has that war under control. It's just a matter of when they want to finish it off. But I'll be interested to see how many of those troops go to the East and start moving South because things are happening there. Things that would not make sense other than, you know, the Gog Magog war that's coming sometime. So why, you know, I would say, listen to the news, but you can't listen to the news because you can't believe anything they tell you. But do your own research because things are unfolding so quickly that honestly, I can't keep track of them in a week. 
the stuff yeah. that I look at right after this podcast will be old news next Tuesday morning. So keep track of stuff because when this blows, um, there's a gentleman by the name of Rafi Farber. He is a Jewish economist or financial consultant, whatever. He said there are basically 200,000 tons of physical gold now in existence. Supposedly, there are only 50,000 tons of gold left in the world. He said CBDC, he says he doesn't think there's time for them to get it into play before everything happens because he said basically two years. Two years before the United States is gone, before there's a war, and listening to him, he said the collapse of the United States is done. If we raise the interest rates, if we don't raise the interest rates, no matter what we do, we cannot prevent it, which is basically what the others like Salente, Zhang, and everybody else is going, it's too far gone. It needs to implode, get it over with, and start over. Be ready for anything because sometime, some weekend, some overnight, we're going to find a different country when we wake up. Yeah, it's really interesting, you know, and I've talked about in my previous books how the 2020s is kind of the target uh, decade for the Luciferians, especially 2025 and beyond. Um, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. You know, we could be sitting here having this podcast in 2027 wondering, wow, we're still here. You know, who knows? You just you just don't know. I'm not making any predictions, but I am saying it would be foolish not to listen to what the enemy is saying and what they're forecasting and what they're predicting. And so, you know, you talk about not watching a mainstream news. I get up every day and I first thing I do is check the Fox News and CNN.com on the website just because I want to see, you know, what blew up and what happened and this and that. Doesn't mean it's true. They've been known to make up complete stories that are absolutely false and pass them off as true. But at least I can see what lies they're telling today or how they're spinning what events might have actually really happened. And, uh, you know, it is what it is, but you don't you don't trust them as a source of interpretation of what's going on, but certainly seeing, uh, you know, what what they're reporting is relevant. It, it kind of tells us what what they're what the spin is. So, yeah, keep keep watching. Keep. Uh, we're so thankful for you, Randy, by the way. Uh, I don't say it enough, but you you're a good you're a personal friend. I'm so thankfully thankful that uh, Kelton introduced us years ago and uh, really enjoy our friendship. But I'm so thankful for your help with the NBW Ministries and how you kind of give us your take on some of these uh, uh, different current events. And uh, you know, you're just one voice among among many. But I trust you. You know, you you've got a biblical worldview, and you uh, you know, uh, we even you and I may not agree on everything, but it's it's fascinating to sit. And, and listen, and we're grateful for all the time that you put in to kind of dig up research and then uh, share it with our listening audience. So appreciate you, my friend. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for that. But, you know, the good Lord has directed me in this direction. and This is what he wants me to do. And until my last breath or we're gone, but in parting, no tattoos that disappear. Don't take them. <laughs> The Florida Surgeon General says absolutely do not take the new COVID vaccine. And otherwise, I hope we see and talk to you in a week. But right now, this could be any time. So be Amen. As always, uh, look up and be watchful. So thank you, Randy. I want to remind you, I'll be in Fort Collins this weekend. Uh, it's not live streamed, but we will post a 
the videos. I think the conference is posting all of the videos of all of the messages uh, probably the, the following week, but I'll post the three messages that I'm delivering uh, to the Not By Works website. I don't forget tomorrow, we've got uh, Shane on to talk about technology and give us an update there. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, yeah, check out spiritofthefalseprophet.org for the new book. Spirit of the False Prophet, Rise of the Global Technocracy. Uh, we've had many of you have already pre-ordered. Thanks for your patience. We expect the inventory to arrive any day now, and as soon as it does, uh, it's all hands on deck here at the Hickson household and the Not By Works office. Uh, we're going to uh, kind of create an assembly line and start packaging and shipping out those books. Uh, I know you're going to love it. I look forward to hearing some uh some feedback on it. Um, if you like it, be sure and let us know. If you don't like it, don't tell me. I don't know if my heart can take it. So, uh, but hopefully you'll hopefully you'll like it. But God bless you, everyone. Don't forget uh, the the passage that we opened up with. As uh, Randy said, maybe we should have saved it for the end. Well, we can do both. So we're going to mention here Isaiah twenty six verse three. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. And I hope that's where your trust is today. Uh, don't hope in what you can see, because what you can see is pretty discouraging. Hope in what you cannot see, and that is uh, the, the Lord who has this whole world completely under control, and he's working out his plan precisely as his word tells us uh, that he would. So God bless you, everyone. Have a great rest of the week, and we will talk again soon.